When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to be talking wrestling this evening, but uh, just before that, we on Ace Podcast Nation, we do podcasts, interviews, and content on all sorts of subjects, from MMA to boxing to uh, mental health, football, music, serial killers, conspiracy theories, and much, much more. You can check out our live shows on Football Monday, and uh, also our live comedy show on a Friday evening, as well as new shows every Wednesday, Saturday and Sunday, because we don't stop putting out them podcasts. There's something for everyone. Today, we're talking wrestling, as I mentioned. So, uh, without further ado, I am joined by Mr. Andrew Thompson, writer and interviewer for Post Wrestling, and also subscribe to his YouTube channel, Andrew Thompson Interviews, custom URL. How are you, my friend? What's doing good, man. What's going on, everybody? I know I usually don't. I know I usually got the the uh, the very clear audio, but today I'm using my phone, my headphone, because I was too lazy to start up my laptop. And Sai was cool enough to be like, "Yeah, we could just do it through the phone." So Sai's the man. Sai is the man. It's Friday night here in the UK. It's just kicking back, relaxing. We're gonna have a nice, nice chilled out show. I'm talking some graps. Yeah. Until I go off on some rants about some people and some things, and then how about usual. how about how about we get started early? Let's talk about Governor Ron DeSantis saying that crowds, some 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 crowds, with some some something of a crowd can be at shows starting May fourth. Let's talk That's about that. Disgraceful. <laughs> that is, honestly, that is, he, he said. Um, I believe it's tw- like if like it, it can't. It's not of course not a lot of people, but like if it was like. Maybe like five or ten percent of people of the capa- of the building's capacity can be inside the building. Fifteen percent is one of those. I know it's not a massive number, but people can start coming back to um to shows starting on May fourth. And what I was thinking was, I, I'm, I'm, I'm what I'm thinking is, I think WWE probably gonna be the first to bite on it, and they'll probably do after Money in the Bank have people come to the Performance Center. And for AEW, I definitely think that, like, if WWE does do it, I think since the heat will already be on them, I think they'll probably uh, have fans in attendance at double or nothing. Yeah. But that, that, that's if they run in Florida. But I don't even know where AEW's running at. If they t- I don't know if they still taping in Norcross or I don't know if they taping in Florida but at Daly's Place. But, you know. 
I think from AEW's point of view, they're probably desperate to get some of those guys uh, from like Southern California back on their shows, like the Young Bucks and SoCal Uncensored, and some of those guys who have not been on. <clears throat> they they're desperate to get them guys, you know, get those guys back. They want to do that blood and guts match as well. Um, so, you know, I would assume the problem is it's just because they say. You know, you can have a small crowd there. It doesn't mean people will come. That's very true. Like, it's the 1st of May today. That's So you're telling me that, like, in three days' time, we're going to allow crowds back to wrestling? I don't. I think that's a terrible decision. Um, when there's no sign of a vaccine, the, the numbers are still kind of, you know, high and rising. And right. It's not the time in my opinion um but then i know they ran a boxing show this past weekend in where was it somewhere in south america forget where it was Um, and there was like a small crowd and people were sat like you know five meters apart or whatever um so i'm not surprised that that they've opened the door Obviously, so on our Friday live show, which I do, um, it's like an adult-only kind of comedy show. There's a lot of swearing, and we kind of just take the bust some balls, as they say in America. And um, one of the things we do is we do a, an award for bell end of the week, which basically means who's said something stupid that week or done something stupid. So last week, Donald Trump won it. You'll be surprised to know. Um, after insinuating that people should inject themselves with Glassol. Um, <laughs> yeah, with and or like, disinfectant as it would be in, in the UK. Um, so he won it last week. But um, the close second was the mayor of uh, Las Vegas because she had said, basically, we'll open the casinos and we'll open, we'll open up Las Vegas and we'll see, you know, we'll be like a test to see if people die, basically, to paraphrase. And um, then when the reporter said, oh, will you, you know, will you be there on the on the casino floor and, and mingle? And she said, no, I've got a family. And it's like, wow. So you're willing to put everyone else at risk, but not yourself. Good to know. But I mean, it. I get why places and corporations and whether it's wrestling or anything, you know, the the English Premier League is trying desperately to get matches to finish the season. Uh, basketball wants to finish the season. It's, I get, I understand it from an economy point of view, but like, at what point do you put lives and people's safety over money? For right. me, that should be the priority. But like you had uh, the dude Governor Ronda Sanders, like going back to him, he said uh, said doing a, a like a press presser he was like he wants to maintain his relationship Florida's relationship with WWE and brought up how they do WrestleMania and the income that brings in I I, like if I was him I wouldn't be saying stuff like that I don't think that's good to say publicly because that's like basically saying that you you're you're willing to allow anything just because of the fact that they will bring so much money to the, the state of Florida as a whole and I'm like that's not a good look even though they will bring a lot of money to Florida, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he wants to ultimately, you know, have the WrestleMania week in Florida. But like, I, I like just me personally, if I was in this position, I wouldn't say something like that. I feel like that's that that's just a bad look. And then you got UFC running in Florida next weekend too. So, 
Yeah, they opened the doors, didn't they, when they said that, you know, the WWE was allowed. Yeah. They opened those doors to just to basically say, right, if they can run, AEW, UFC, boxing, whatever, people are going to... And that's, to be fair, <clears throat> if you look at it, if you take out the, the morality of it and the people's safety and all, you know, all the things that we just discussed, uh, from a from a business point of view, it's quite clever because all of those companies now are going to run in Florida because Florida's the only place they can run. Do you see what I mean? So, like, when you look at it from a purely financial point of view, it's quite clever. But, you know, let's, let's face it, it's not the right time. It's not, it's not safe. It's not any of those things. Um, right. So, yeah, for sure, I'm not, not having that. I'm not happy with that myself. But... Um, did you, um... One day, I hope we will get to see the WhatsApp groups between all the wrestlers from the WWE discussing what they think about having to work through this. Because um, I saw a little snippet of a, a WhatsApp group between some footballers or some soccer players um, over the last couple of weeks. Um, and they were, they're not happy that... Um, the, the the organizers like the people who run the Premier League and the championship and stuff they're planning to you know start the league up again very soon but they had they're making all the decisions without consulting the players who are actually mm. going to go and travel and play and be in close contact with other players you know and these people have families these people have got young children they've got ill relatives you know I think It'd be a, I'd love to see some private conversations between the wrestlers because they're never going to say it publicly, you know, criticize the WWE until they leave. But I would love to know if they're all happy going to the performance center and, and recording live and not doing recorded segments where they can all be separate and separated and they can bring in a group, take out a group. You know, I just would love to know. I'd love to be a fly on the wall. Just speaking of that, like you just mentioned, so many, so many wrestlers did a bunch of interviews over the past week, week and a half, just spilling the beans, man. That that's like one of my favorite things, kind of like when they leave and then they can like sort of tell the stories of like what happened and what went wrong and stuff like that. Like one one of my favorites, honestly, from this past week was probably Heath Slater's. Like he did one with a uh, busted open radio, and he, like I, I like out of everybody that was in the Nexus. Like even Wade Barrett, like I, I wanted to hear he slayed a story about how everything turned out, and he straight up said what everybody else was thinking. They should have beat Team Cena at that SummerSlam, and they should have they should have kept going, and the group should have took over. And that's what he, he said straight up like that. He also talked about this one time. He said he almost got into a Flow Rider <laughs> at WrestleMania 28 because Flow Rider they was doing this segment, and Flow Rider kept pushing them so hard, and he slayed and looked over at uh. And Road Dog, who was producing the segment, and he looked at Road Dog, was like, I'm not going to keep letting him push me like that. Like, he pushed me too damn hard, and he did it, like, ten times already. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. But, yeah, it's, it's cool seeing, like, a lot of people do these, like, interviews and, you know, just sharing their thoughts about how, you know, how things turned out with the company. Like, it, it's something that's, like, you know, they kind of holding back just a little bit just in case because you never know if they might get brought back. But then it's something who just, like, completely empty and, Empty in the curtain. Like the one person who I'm really, I'm waiting for Rusev to do his. I really hope that Rusev does his. I would love to see Rusev do uh, Jericho's podcast. 
I think that could be real cool. Um, yeah. Because uh, I think he was, I don't think, like, you know, like with the OC, I think they're probably going to go back. They might do like a short stint in New Japan or NWA or something, but I think they will go back when this all blows over. You know, they just signed massive contracts. Um, it's purely a financial thing that they left. Whereas, you know, like the Revival, we're never going to sign a new deal, so they let them go eventually. I, I heard today that the reason they let the Revival go, I think it was on Fightful Select, I'm not 100% sure, I can't remember, um, that they basically let the Revival go in return for some trademarks that they had trademarked, that they are using their own money. Um, I think, oh, what was that? No, uh, so... Yesterday, I think PW Insider first put out the uh, the story that WW. I don't think it's like their story, but I think it's like just a you go to the trademark website thing and you can see it. But they they were the first one to, to put it out, from what I remember. Oh, okay. That uh that the WWE was trying to oppose some of the trademarks that the revival filed while they were still with them, like they trying to uh, uh, the the no flips, just fist thing and. Say yeah, WWE's trying to oppose those trademarks to keep them away from uh, the former Dash and Dawson. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. They know that the revival are very valuable, um, and I think if it wasn't for the COVID nineteen, they wouldn't have released them yet. Definitely, because especially because one of them, I forget which way around, but one of them had already had time added on to his yeah Wilder deal. So, but he, but they you would not but you be able to leave together, were they? You you see how petty that was because they that injury that they tagged on that was from the summer of 2017 when he had his his he got his something was wrong with his jaw I think he had his jaw wired or something like that broke broke his jaw and I'm like so you telling me y'all wait three years to tack that on or two years to tack that on to him tack that on to his uh his overall time time. yeah that's so petty man. But uh, I, I did want to ask you. So, what did, what did you think about the um, about how they're going about the Drake Maverick thing? Like, do you you, you think they resigned him already? Like, he he's staying? Because I, I I genuinely cannot believe that they would be turning this dude's like real release into a story. I mean, obviously he's cool with it because I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be doing it if he wasn't cool with it. But like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm I'm, I'm what I'm open out of all, all this is that he ends up winning the tournament or he ends up getting resigned. So, uh, number one, I called it on our last show, uh, and you said they won't do that. And I said, yeah, yeah. and you didn't believe me. I'm going to find that clip, and I'm going to put that out later. Make sure I go delete the footage. The footage. Delete go to the, the footage. Go, go to the sci-fi And then, so yeah, that just, that's the first point I wanted to make. I called it. Um, second of all, I w- I'm not surprised in any way. Um, Simply because it got his reaction video got so much attention, um, but not just the fact that it got attention. I think they suddenly realised how popular he is. I think they already knew how talented he talented he is because everything they've done with him, he's knocked out of the park, and they, everything TNA did with him, or Impact did with him, he knocked it out of the park. The guy is super talented. If he was bigger, he'd be a main star. It's as simple as that. Because he is so talented, he can do comedy, he can do straight, and I'm not surprised by it because he got so much attention. But equally, um, I wouldn't have him win it. I would have him get to the final, and then I would, ha- or I'd have him win 
does he face? Does he if he wins? He, the he, he faces the winner. Uh, faces the champion. Uh, no, the Devlin. winner is the champion. All right, all right, and then they face Jordan Devlin. Jordan Devlin. Yeah, yeah later so down I'd the have line. Him, I'd have him win the interim title, and then I'd have Devlin beat him in like of a, course in like a like a true underdog match where you 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 have uh like Jordan Devlin beating him and beating him and beating him and then uh I'd have like Drake Maverick just will not ref he just refuses to give up like his life depends on it I'd add a bit of like a bit of blood and I'd 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 have him like Jordan Devlin do all his big moves Drake just kicks out at 2.9 everything he tries he tries to cheat 2.9 and I would just do it and do it and do it and everything. You just can't beat him until eventually, you know, something happens, whether it's to set up the angle for Drake Maverick's next programme or it's to carry on that programme. You do it in a way like where Drake Maverick comes out looking a million dollars like the guy who just will not die. You know, um, like that. That uh, was, I'm trying to think of an example and they've done it before over the years. Just where someone just won't give up. There's just they did it with Gargano. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, and I would just really do that type of match. And I think that puts over Jordan Devlin as well. Then to finally get it done after Drake Maverick beats people in the tournament. Um, just before I can ask you a question in a minute about um, El Fantasma, but um, so don't let me forget about that. But uh, before that, I wanted to discuss. Because uh, we just talked about interviews with Heath Slater and I like uh, a certain Mr. Big Time Andrew Thompson had a, an excellent interview this drop this week with none other than Christian of uh, WWE fame. Is he in the Hall of Fame? He's not, is he? Mm-mm. He should be. But uh, Christian, of course, former WWE champion, former everything tag team champion. <laughs> He's done. Done. He should be in the Hall of Fame. You know, he's a he's a top top name in the in the wrestling world, and he was on Andrew Thompson interviews. Tell us about it, my friend. It was good, man. It was a good time. Uh, Christian is a real cool dude, as obviously everybody know. Um, he was like real good with his answers. Like, you know, he didn't short me or anything. He was like real candid about a lot of stuff, like we talked about. The, of course, the Cage Fighter World's Collider film that's dropping on uh, on May 16th on Fight with, with John Moxley and uh, Jenny Gershon and, and Chuck Liddell and a, a bunch of bunch of people. And, uh, you know, we also talked about, you know, him deciding to, to, to not resign with WWE and go to TNA. We talked about why he put the why he and Edge put the um, their podcast on, on, on hiatus. And he did confirm that. uh the reason they put the podcast on hold why they stopped doing the ENC pod was because he knew Edge was getting ready to uh, return. Like they, like he, of course, Edge, you know, Edge wasn't going to hide that from Christian. Like, so he knew Christian knew. So they just said like with that and then, you know, Beth doing commentary and, you know, Edge having, you know, they got the kids and stuff to take. It was just too much yeah, to, you know, get, get together once a week for an hour or two just to, you know, do the podcast. So they just decided to put it on hiatus. But he did say that they got some stuff in the pipeline that they haven't released yet. So that was uh that was cool. And he you know they talked about he talked about some of the teams from today to day like the face. He said uh if he and Edge were to, you know, tech team again, 
they like to face like the Revival, the Young Bucks, the New Day, Usos, you know, teams like that. And uh, he, he also told me about uh, when he wrestled at a Wrestle Kingdom, like think back in like 2008. And uh, it was it was him, AJ Styles and, and PD Williams. And uh, on the other team, uh, on the opposite side of the ring was was a young, young Prince Devitt, who was, mm-hmm. I think, about two years into his run in New Japan or a year into his run. In New Japan and Christian was like from like early on he could see like the, the, the potential in Finn, you know, before he you know often became the man in New Japan. And then uh yeah, he also talked about like Samoa Joe and like, you know, Joe's uh, you know, bad luck with injuries and you know, he still thinks Joe would be world champion and then uh, you know, what else he talked about? He talked about uh the recent releases and uh how he thinks Zack Ryder is gonna do post post WWE and talked about the Un-Americans and the, the 2003 World Rumble pay-per-view like we talked we talked about everything man. it was a good time good stuff everyone you could check that out at your Andrew Thompson interviews and uh, I'm almost at 150 subs man yeah. they're like two away good boy I'm sure I'll get some people get some people to subscribe all those people who download the audio for this show get over to youtube.com slash Andrew Thompson interviews and subscribe. Let's get him up. He deserves it. Cracking content. Cracking content. Um, did you? The most important thing, of course, is did you ask him if he's looking to return to a WWE? Oh yeah. Ring? So okay. So the wait, wait. You said the WWE Hall of Fame or the WWE Ring? Did you ask okay, him about so... the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I did ask him about the Hall of Fame. I forgot to mention that, but yeah, I did ask him to go to. I put actually put that clip up on my Twitter. Like I isolated that clip and put it on my okay, Twitter. Cool. But uh, yeah, he he did address that, and you know he he gave like a a, a, you know, a sort of somewhat of a like lengthy answer about it, and basically said that it isn't something that he like, you know, something that he particularly like sits there and like thinks about all the time. But he did say it would like it would be something cool, like if they. If they put you know they put him in the hall of fame but he doesn't really like really think it's like like a super big thing and he appreciates all the people that always go to bat for him and you know go on social media and say that he should be in the hall of fame but it's like it's, it's just at a like he's basically at a point in his career where he's comfortable with everything that he's done so far so it's like it's not something that's really lingering over him and then i i told him about like you got like the the george tragos and luther's hall of fame you know you got that that hall of fame that's very like i think that's more prestigious than the wwe hall of fame like yeah, that's just me, but that's a legit. Ali or something as well. No, no, that. Uh, separate. I, I, that I, different? I think, I think the cauliflower Alex. I think that's like a, like more of an organization, opposed okay. to a Hall of Fame. But ah, the, true. yeah, the, uh, the what's the the George Tragos Luthers Hall of Fame. That's like an actual like physical Hall of Fame. Like that's oh, a, okay. yeah. So. Y'all was like, you got that one, and I think Beth. I know Beth Phoenix is in both. She's in the WWE and the George Trago's Luthers Hall of Fame, and I was like, you can always go into that one. So I mean, you know, but uh, I I didn't ask him about the returning to the ring because he did an interview with Booker T like a week prior, and he he got asked that about returning, and he said that he's you know medically disqualified, and he doesn't even know how he would go how he would even go about getting cleared again but i mean it's kind of said the same thing so yeah you know you never it's, know uh, it's christian and, and just just running a little uh a little banner across the screen just saying subscribe to andrew thompson i appreciate it. that's nice i see that that's nice 
But yeah, like I like I, I was think like I was gonna ask him like what he consider, but I was like, it's not like he would tell me anyway. So like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like why yeah. why would he tell me that? You know, I mean, so, and like I like the only person who I've heard speak. I, I know Corey Graves spoke about it publicly when he said that uh, yeah, when he saw when he saw yeah when he said um, when he watched Edge's documentary, it like made him want to go get you know go get checked on and see about future possibilities and stuff like that. So do you think that the uh, what they're doing with Sheamus towards Michael Cole is leading to a Corey Graves return? And if he, if it is, Ooh, do you think Sheamus is the would, right guy to be that 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 would honestly that would honestly be a nice word because I think everybody thinks that's leading up to Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I think that's what most people think. That's what that Sheamus thing is going to. The Corey Graves thing would be a nice. A nice word that you bring that up. Like I think that would be cool. That'd be interesting to see. Well, it, I, I think it honestly would be more interesting if a crowd was there to see how they would actually react to Corey Graves. Yeah. But like you know, it's so, it, that, that 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 would be interesting. Like very interesting. And that you yeah. bring that. That's a good point. I'm stealing your idea. I, Sorry. Um, my only issue slightly with I love Seamus. I think he's fantastic. Uh, I enjoy his work. So it's no disrespect to him in any way. But I'm not entirely sure that he would be my choice for a re superstar returning from a career-ending injury. Um, right. Just because he he lays it in quite stiff and. His his style is not like it. Seamus it, it, is a bruiser. Like he's not the dude that you you want you want to put somebody in there with, and not not even for like regard to injury. Like just in, like match pace, like excitement. Yeah. Like that's like the dude that I would put somebody in there because it's, it's like Seamus she will have like a a real good Seamus is like one of those dudes who I think is like a ten minute man like yeah. he fits perfectly within that time like I don't need to see Seamus going thirty minutes classic with nobody like he's a he's a horse big dude like that's what he needs to be doing but yeah. yeah. I mean like I. Like even with like if they are going the Jeff Hardy route, like I'm like, I I I think the story could be good, but I don't know like the if the match would necessarily, you know, live up to yeah. what people expect. And then you know we got Jeff Hardy coming back with the no more words and, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, and also uh, another quick question: Who do you think is behind the hacker storyline in uh, on SmackDown? Tucker. Do you? Yeah, I think it's Tucker. So I've seen loads of theories where people, especially where people have been like, you know where they distort the sound in different ways and the voice, so people are like fiddling with the sound and it comes out and it sounds like a different wrestler each week. Now if WWE was very clever um, and they wanted to really keep fans guessing, they would just have loads of different wrestlers film the voiceover so you could never... You know, figure it out, find it out. Right. however i saw a really interesting um <clears throat> kind of theory because the, apparently the first two or the early segments sound like mustafa ali and uh chad gable but the most recent ones sound like xavier woods um, mm. so i saw a really interesting theory that xavier woods is gonna kind of lead a uh, a new faction of underutilized superstars, but 
he's going to do it while still being part of the New Day, but he's basically going to be their manager whilst he's injured, basically. Um, and I thought it was really interesting. I don't want to see Chad, De Chad Gable and Mustafa Ali as a tag team, though, because I think they both have so much potential as individuals. And I think the problem you've got is if you put them in a stable as such, is you're almost forced to put them as a tag team because you can't have them both go for a, the United States title and don't know if either one is ready for a, a main event you know, title push, which leaves you with a bit of an issue. Um, I don't know, what do you think about that storyline? Like, what would, you, what would you do with it? Because I think they've got the opportunity to do some really, really good stuff, interesting stuff with it. I think they just need to keep it simple and keep it within the, the confines of the, the Mandy Rose and Otis and they, like keep 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 it. No, I I know, but I'm saying like I like this this is the thing, bro. Like I I know it probably sound interesting to a lot of people, but I feel like as soon as people see it and the person is revealed, they're gonna get tired of it within like two weeks. Cause I like that's just that's just how people are, bro. Like they they think something is exciting to this, so if they get it, they turn on it when they don't when it's not what they wanted to be. So like you building all this hype, like you might as well keep it within the confines of what it is, and like have somebody within already that's exposed in that storyline, like a Tucker, or somebody that's already within it that can expose the information opposed to like having people having people thinking it's like Mustafa Ali or Chad, because like. Okay, let's say it is Mustafa Ali, right? What do you do with Mustafa Ali in three? Like, is he gonna be next in line to get a shot at the title or something like that? Like, you can wait it this long to, to do it. Like, I mean, I'm 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 open to seeing what comes out of the story. Like, but I'm I'm just like more so thinking about like the outcome and how quickly people might turn against it once they once it like if it's not the person that they wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah, that's yeah. just what I'm thinking about. But I, I am interested in the storyline. I really am. I'm curious to see who the person is. I gotta say, outside of the fiend, the only thing on SmackDown which is interesting me at the moment, um, they're not doing good TV. Um, though I gotta say, if, I think the majority of people assume that it's Mustafa Ali because of the lights and the circle and stuff is like off his hand. I think um, a good swear for me would be if it was a group of people, but. I saw someone else suggest maybe Bobby Roode because he disappeared off TV. Um, so he hasn't been with Dolph Ziggler for weeks because of the virus and stuff. Maybe this could be a way to turn him back babyface and that sort of thing. Um, to me, it's one of those storylines where I think you are right. People could get bored of it if it's not how they want it to go. But it's one of those storylines also which is really interesting now where they're hinting that it's going to affect different superstars. Like, I think there's been hints about The Fiend, there's been hints about uh, some of, a couple, few other guys. And it's interesting now when you don't know where it's going and you don't know who's behind it. But then when you find out who's behind it, it could go get old quick. So I don't know. It's interesting, though. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I'm, I'm interested in the story. I'm, I'm, I'm actually very intrigued to see how it turns out. I can't wait to see how... Like I'm, I'm more interested to see how like the the, the like, how people react to it more so than the actual story because I'm like I'm I'm just curious to see how people gonna react to who the hacker is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
What about um, what did you make of uh, the the Braun Strowman segment on with Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross when he found the present and the had the sheep mask in? Uh, I don't, I don't really know, man. Like, I, I, I really do not think it's a good idea to be having Bray Wyatt in the title picture. Like, I, I feel like people still kind of got like a sour taste in their mouth from the whole Goldberg thing, even though that's all over now. But like, I, I don't know. Like, if they, if they, I, like, we, we don't even know like what type of match is. But like, if is it gonna be another? Like, well, I mean, obviously they would have announced it by now, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna be like a. A regular match, I'm assuming, or they probably gonna do some some different cinematic match for for Braun and Bray. But like, I'm 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 not necessarily interested in a Braun versus Bray match without a crowd. I'm not interested in that at all. But like, I I just don't think it's like the right time to be putting Bray back in the title picture. Like, I mean, but unless maybe they probably about to put the title back on Bray. Like, we, you know, maybe they about to just just need a Braun to hat shot it off to the next person, and then you know maybe. The plan is to have uh, Bray hold the title until we can have crowds again, and then Roman get it off him. Like, I, I, I really can't tell where they' about to go, but I, I, I just don't think it's like I, I'm, I'm curious, like, because I know you're you're a Bray Wyatt supporter, so I'm just curious as to what you think about him being in the title picture again. So, you know, it was only what has only been like two months because he lost think, the title. Um, so for me, I'm. I'm disappointed in a way because I think they could do some real good storytelling between him and Braun. Um, I don't think they're going to put the title on Bray because it's Bray, not The Fiend, um, from what I know. Uh, so I don't see them having Bray win the title. If they're going to put the title on him, they'd have The Fiend destroy Braun and they, or they'd have like a match where neither one of them would stay down and it would be like 10 minutes of them just trying to outdo each other or whatever but so i don't see that i don't know how they're going to get out of it but it means bray's got to take another loss um and you don't want the bray or the fiend losing at all he shouldn't have lost to goldberg um so i don't know it's a, it seems like a mistake and they didn't need the type they, they could have done this feud told it a really good storyline had a, an amazing cinematic match um expanded on the the story between the two of them and you could have expanded on the sister abigail aspects of it you could have done all sorts of create creative just to jump in real quick just to jump in real quick it it is kind of hard to do like a dive into the story of bray wyatt and braun Strowman when luke harper and eric rowan got released yeah yeah like it's (laughs) it is yeah no but what i mean is you don't not necessarily the wyatt family but you could do uh, because he was brought in as like Sister Abigail's black sheep, but you could expand on that mythos and then use clips with the other two. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, it's difficult. But there's a story to be told. Um, in terms of that segment with Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross, I really dislike um, the way they portray Braun when he's around Alexa. I think it just makes him look real stupid, um, and I don't like that at all. It just makes him look dumb. Um, he like fawning over a like a teenage crush. I don't like it. Um, the one thing I did like is when he when he got past the corniness of oh is this present for me? Well, I did like his facials when he saw the mask, 
because it was like a, it wasn't fear it was like a mixture of confusion and like uh like him remembering how things used to be it was like a creepy kind of look which i quite liked but didn't like the build up to it or anything like that um and i've been disappointed with how they followed up because you remember when we talked about that promo where it ended with braun cutting him off saying see you soon and it was a really good promo from both of them and we discussed like how they could really do something good with it and how maybe Bray's not out after the title. Maybe he's trying to recruit Braun and maybe there's a different aspect to it, to the story and all this sort of thing. And then they haven't followed it up. I think Bray hasn't been on since in two weeks. Um, and they just did that one segment where Bray didn't appear. They just did the mask. So, uh, yeah, I'm... It's a shame because I think they could tell a really good story, but I agree with you. Like, if they take the, you know, they they've clearly never wanted to put the title on Braun anyway because they would have done it when he was hot. So yeah. did they just take it off? <laughs> did they just need to get it off Goldberg, and he was the only one they could do it with. Maybe. No, but I, I, honestly, with these indie indie arena shows, like I think this is the perfect time to try stuff that you wouldn't try. If there wasn't a crowd, because you don't need anybody to react. Like it's just, yeah. it's just them. Like, AKA Apollo Crews should have won a United States title on Monday. That they definitely should have did a switch. But, but you know, you know, do you know what I think they've done with that injury angle? Is I think they've intentionally uh, tried to make people angry by. They've kind of gone with the, oh, they're finally giving Apollo a push and putting him in money in nope. the bank. Nope, nope, matches. nope, Si. You falling for it. You falling. But they did the same thing with Cedric Alexander. The exact same thing. U.S. title shot after U.S. title shot after U.S. title shot. Yeah, lost, no, but the lost, is, lost. He was in the he's out of money in the bank now, isn't he? With an injury yeah. ankle. And I think that's why. That's why I think it's different because I think they've done the injury angle. Because remember, they've already filmed Money in the Bank, the match. So, you know, if they weren't doing something with it, they wouldn't mm. put him in in the first place because they've already filmed it. So, they would, you know, do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. They know where they're going with the actual match. So, there was no need to do that kind of angle and stuff. Who do you think is going to replace him on the Raw side? Hmm. Uh... Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be one of the group, uh, you know, like Andrade's group. But right, yeah, probably the Austin Theory or Angel Garza. Yeah, they lost to Apollo, so they haven't really got like a a shout for it because they lost to him on Monday. Maybe, maybe MVP takes us back because Apollo beat him. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm like I. I'm, I have actually like a lot of curiosity about how this match is going to look. Like I'm. I'm very interested in the cinematic stuff so I'm, I'm i'm very curious to see how they how they shot the match and how everything plays out and who won etc that's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see i think yeah i i, I really like cinematic matches and i like that the creativity of it however the thought of them battling through the building and up to the roof <laughs> reminds me more of a, like a house of horrors style 
match where they're battling through the house than it does any other cinematic match, if that makes sense. Because they're just going to be kind of working their way through the building. It's not like a like a boneyard match or a deletion match or a, a BTE match or a, you know or a Firefly Funhouse match. It's just I don't know. I'm I'm obviously I'm not criticising it because I you know we don't know what it's going to be like. I will, I will reserve judgment, but just from a, the way I'm looking forward to it, I'm not looking forward to it as much as I think some people other other people are but just because i'm not sure more than anything are they doing the same thing for the women's match too yes same thing good um okay so um what stuck out for you from wrestling tv this week uh one thing one thing i'm really starting to like from AEW, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of gonna miss it. Is uh, Jericho and Shivani on commentary? Because yes, Chris, yeah, Chris, Chris Jericho is the man. He's the man. I, I think we need to start having that discussion about him being one of the and, and that conversation is one of the one of the greats of all time. Oh yeah, he's that de- he's definitely getting up there. But yeah, him and uh him and Shivani on commentary, like they've really been like clicking, like really good. And I'm enjoy- I'm really enjoying that that commentary on AEW Dynamite. Uh, uh, another thing from 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 just from wrestling TV as a whole uh, this week, like the current stuff, because I've been watching a lot of old stuff too. And that's been good to go back and see some of the you know old stuff crowds. But um, what particularly one thing uh, I, other than the Jericho and Shivani commentary that I, I'm, I'm liking is. I'm, I'm, I like the bubbly bunch segment. I mean, not the bubbly. Okay. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about the. Um, the, uh, the, the the Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle segment that they did on NXT, like I'm I'm really starting to like the thing that they're doing with 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 Matt Riddle, like he's able to get these guys who like show like just no emotion, and he's able to like get them to like and and, and the thing is they're not even like opening up, they still hate it, but like they don't hate it as much because Matt Riddle's doing it, like it's like they they still hate it and they're still annoyed, but it's like they can tolerate it because because Matt's with them. And like, I just think him at that. Like he he's making Thatcher more likable, the same way he makes Pete Dunne more likable because Pete Dunne's like a straightforward dude, and like so is Thatcher, and like yeah. Matt Riddle. But by, by Matt Riddle being the way he is, and him being partners of these dudes, it's like it makes him, it it makes his partners who don't really have that much quote unquote personality. And it's like giving them personality just because they're getting annoyed with him, but they're dealing with him because he's their tag partner. And and another thing that I'm liking about um, NXT, like I didn't think this was gonna work at all. Like I thought it was, I thought it was gonna flop to be honest. But I'm I'm starting to really like Dexter Loomis. Like I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it's starting to work for me. Yeah, his, his mannerisms, his moves, everything about it is is interesting, intriguing, and they're doing well to keep him his. Any speaking he does is so minimal, if at all, um, and I think they should keep that going because his mannerisms speak for themselves. Um, I, um, I like that they're letting Matt Riddle really lean into his personality because that's what got him over in on the Indies. That's what made him the hottest thing in wrestling. Is just letting him be him turned up a little bit. 
and uh, he's just really doing so well. And like you said, giving him the straight guy to work from is very, very funny and very good. Um, I think... What do you think of the El Fantasma storyline? Oh, by the way, sorry, I was going to say, I think NXT and AEW the last few weeks have been outstanding, considering they're working, you know, in the circumstances they are. They've both been excellent TV, wrestling TV, um, and I think they're adapting well. But uh, what do you think of El Fantasma storyline with the kind of mask, mob boss, lucha, kidnapping stuff? Oh, he's behind it. That that like they they just trying to make like make it seem like he's fighting them off, but they're not really trying to get them. They just trying to make it not be so obvious that he's the one behind it. I I, I think what's gonna happen is he probably just gonna lose the rest of his matches in the cruiserweight title attorney like under the mask, and then once he finally reveals himself outside of the mask as George Bali or whatever he's going by in NXT, other than El Hijo del Fantasma, I think that's when. He'll like ultimately reveal himself as the person behind the mob, and then he'll have Raul Mendoza join him, and then uh, uh, Quinn Wild will join him, and then they'll probably start like a thing where they just start recruiting people. Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting what they do with the guys who you know who they kidnapped and whatever, because some of those guys are very talented guys, they just haven't quite right. picked. Like even uh Raul Mendoza, he was supposed to uh manage George Bali on the NXT uh house show loose, but those I think those got canceled because of the you know the COVID nineteen coronavirus stuff. So, so I mean that 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 was gonna be interesting. Like he he wasn't supposed to manage the he Odell fantastic. He was supposed to manage like him outside of the mask. So I think that was that that was probably the initial plan. They just came up with something better and just like let's do this whole kidnapping storyline and let's. Let's be because because I don't even know like it, it what something that would really be cool is like if they revealed. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure people would catch on, obviously, but like I think it would be cool from a just a you know just a storyline perspective is if they had uh, Elio Dan Fantasma if he was to reveal himself as the person behind the kidnapping, but without the mask, and then he would try to like just go out and still compete in the cruiserweight tournament as if like like a, a under. Under the mask, as if as if nothing, oh, yeah, like yeah. as if nothing happened. I I think that would be cool. So what's it? What's his real name? George Bali. George Bali. Or is it? Is it George or Jorge? I know how to say. It. See, I would sp- I would spell. I would pronounce that Jorge. Jorge. But that's right. because the English or British UK version of spelling George was G E O R G E. Right. But you know, it could be either. Um. So has he ever worked, uh, and like without his mask anywhere? Because obviously he was King uh, Kurnow and King Kurnow, yeah, yeah. Lucha Underground. I'm not I mean, massively familiar I'm, with his work, you see. Yeah, he. he uh, the only, only way I was I was familiar with this stuff was um, through Lucha Underground. That's how I, that's how I knew who he, who he was. And uh, I, I I really don't know if he's worked anywhere with. I mean, if he if he's comfortable enough to like to the point where he was going to start on the NXT live events without his mask, I'm pretty sure it's not like a like something that he's against, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But you know, do you know when? Um, do you know where do you think where can I watch Lucha Underground? Because I've never watched it. I mm. like quite in this lockdown. I'd quite like to watch it. Yeah. Uh, there, to. 
to tell you off stream. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the um, the other thing I was going to ask you is, um, what do you make of AEW without the Young Bucks and SoCal Uncensored? Do you think they're doing a very, very good job? Do you think they're doing pretty good under the circumstances? Do you think it's missing those guys? Also, net, you know, I, I, I think I think they're doing a good job of, of filling in the. I think they're doing a good job of filling in the slots from from what they don't have. Like they're giving a lot of opportunities to a lot of independent wrestlers who, you know, might not where well, they can't get work right now. I mean, it, it kind of puts them in a weird position too. Because I mean, like if. They they obviously can't get work, so it's like if AEW calls calls you and tells you they want you to come compete, like which you will say no, you know what I, you know what I mean? Like it's it's just it's just one of those things. So I mean it's it's a it's a it's a it's a good and bad thing, not bad, but it's a it's a good and weird thing I think. But I, I'm I'm glad to see a lot of independent wrestlers, like if it's even some that uh that I follow on Twitter who are getting those opportunities to compete on Dynamite or compete on Dark. So you know it's cool, it's cool, man, and and and, and it's like you providing some opportunity for them, some spotlight for them that might lead to opportunities down the road for them to get signed, you know, stuff like I I think that's cool, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm all for seeing you know some of the the independent wrestlers you know get that shine on Dynamite, getting to work with Kenny and and and, and Warlow, Warlow, Warlow destroyed that dude with that finishing move. This bad, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like that top rope GTS or whatever the top rope, uh, whatever it was needed to face that thing was crazy. But yeah, man, I'm um, I'm 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 all for it. I I, I like seeing people get get the shine. Uh, they don't really have the shine as much, so I'm I'm you know I, I think it's cool to see. Yeah, she's pretty good. I do. I am saying I am. I mean, Joe, I think they're doing a fantastic job when you consider that. You know, the Young Bucks, are, even if they haven't been portrayed as such so much in their stories, they, you know, they're, they're big, two of their biggest stars. Um, right. So it's, you know, it's massive, isn't it, for them? It's, you can't, uh, you know, you can't do anything about it. Um, okay, sorry, I just was looking at something. Uh, my podcast... Uh, like all my podcast series, have been downloaded over a hundred thousand times now for audio podcast, which is cool. I just realised it's that notification. I'm quite pleased with that. Um, okay. Sorry, mate. I got distracted then. Um, so look. So. Yeah. Who um did you see being the elite where they teased the revival at the end in the sky? Yeah, the FTR. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I mean, I I think it's like inevitable at this point that the revival were always going to end up somewhere near a like near the Young Bucks and in some company. Like I think that match was just bound to happen. They've been teasing that for years. I just think it. it, it the only thing I'm hoping is like I'm I'm really really just hoping it lives up to the hype. Because people gonna tear it apart if it if it doesn't, so it's it's gonna be interesting to see. But but what I think is I I think they ultimately gonna end up debuting that double or nothing. I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I think so. I think if um, I gotta say I do believe that if uh, you know if there was no coronavirus, I think they would have probably gone for a little stint in NWA first, 
you know, just yeah. a short feud or a title match or something, because they're so, so, so suited to that. Uh, right. But of, but of course, with everything as it is, uh, NWA are not running shows. So you, uh, you, you, you want to know what's crazy though? Uh, so Xavier Woods, he did this interview. And this was like a month ago, like, and, and this was like still doing the COVID-19 stuff, but like he was talking about, I, I know you remember, I think it was in 2018 during the summer when, when it, it was the new day versus the, uh, the elite in the, in the video game stuff, okay. the day that E3, E2, that, you, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Well, remember, remember when WWE put the article up about the, the Young Bucks and, the, and Kenny Omega and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah, so Xavier was so what happened was Xavier was did this interview recently and he, he said that they, they tried to make that happen. Like they wanted it to happen, like somewhere, like the the the, the Kenny Matt and Nick versus the New Day. Like they wanted that to happen and they tried to make it happen, but you know, it, it obviously didn't. So I, I, I think that would have been like it, it I think that like I, I of course of course like I don't respect WWE to like even like been just a little bit in, in regards to letting their wrestlers work with other wrestlers from other companies, but I, I, I think that would probably have been like if there was ever an opportunity to do something like that, it would have been appropriate. I think that would have been it for sure. Yeah. The three way, I mean, the six man tag. I'd love, and I think see. I think they had to tore the house down. So in um, in the UK at the moment, there's a lot of people putting on different events or planning. To, they're either doing stuff from home or they're planning events for like October time to try and raise money for the NHS, which is the National Health Service, which is basically you know the hospitals and doctors and all the people who are working on the front lines. Um, right. So I would love to see wrestling in the u.s do something like that to raise money for you know whatever cause and have like a a super show um where you just have like the young bucks versus the new day versus the revival and kenny omega versus aj styles and but you know that ain't happening yeah, <laughs> for charity you big dreaming Charity or not, <laughs> I mean it, 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 it will it will be cool, but I I I, I it won't happen. Yeah, you're right. That, I, yeah. One thing which um I just thought of just popped in my brain is um you know for the Triple H uh twenty five five year celebration or whatever. Mm. What did you make of Vince McMahon's appearance at the end? Uh, I I really don't know what to make it. It was. To, to me, I, I I thought it was funny to be honest with you. I saw a lot of people they were like riled up about it. I mean, it, it was weird, like and it was random, and he was kind of rambling. And Vince getting up there, man, like he getting up there, like you, you can tell. Old. Yeah, he, like he, he old getting man. up there, man. That's that's why I'm like, you know, hopefully, you know, I I don't I don't I don't care what you know. I mean, well, sometimes I do in in certain situations, but like. Dude, like I, I, I hope he's all right. You know what I'm saying? Cause he he look yeah. he look like he getting up there. Like eight, I think he's what he's like seventy seven. Yeah, something like that. At the end of the day, he's a he's a father. He's a grandfather. You know, that's more much more yeah. important than anything else. Yeah, you, then, you, you know you know what I'm saying, bro. Like that's a that's the right mindset. That's the type of mindset I get. Like 
you know, even though he 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 did plenty of messed up shit in his life, I'm sure. Yeah, and he's but I mean, you know, he's ruining a lot of wrestling still, um, as well as <laughs> all the messed up stuff. <laughs> so, like, at the end of the day, he's still human, he's still he's done a lot of good wrestling as well over the years. You know, let's not forget that. But you know, he's done some sh- messed up shit as well. So, but you know, first and foremost, you're right. Let's hope he's all right. But like. This is another reason for me why he shouldn't be in charge. Still, you know, he's nearly I kind of find it. I kind of find it funny when he um, made fun of the Bailey segment, and like he yeah. kind of like hinted that that was Triple H's idea. Like, cause he yeah. was like, "Well, that, that you know, that's her fault." And then he kind of looked at Triple H. I'm like, "Ah, so that's who came up with that." Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised because he was around when they did "This Is Your Life" for The Rock and Mick Foley, so. I wouldn't be surprised if Triple H had tried to recreate that for right. the horsewomen storyline. You know, it's I, um, some uh, stuff <laughs> you throw shit at the wall, some some stuff works, some stuff doesn't. Um, and and, uh, and we're we're, we're Ric Flair uh, when he called back crying. <laughs> that was funny. Rick 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 seemed like an emotional dude, man. Like he he, uh, he? he cut like he 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 called back like he was legit crying, and they they would a commercial break. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, what are you crying for? Like, what are you, what are you crying about? He's always crying. <laughs> the, um, I do say, though, with the Vince thing, I saw a lot of people saying, like, oh, you know, he was rambling, it was weird. He was, he was you know, rambling. He, but I think he was rambling intentionally. Yeah. I don't know why. I just do, because he finished with them. What was it? Something of a good night padre or something like that. Yeah, he's he telling them wrap it up. Private, private joke, like between him and Triple H and stuff. Um, but I saw. I, really think, I, I think he just came out there and told him just to wrap it up. Like he was yeah. just rambling, just to kill time. Was like, I, I take us home, go. please. Yeah. I am. Um, I also I saw a really interesting interview with Triple H uh, up on Talk Sport over here. Um, and it was basically that he was talking about like um. His, when he got, got engaged to Stephanie and when he got married and what it's like to have Vince as your father-in-law. And I hadn't really heard him talk about that very much. It was really mm. interesting. Like he was saying Vince is, he would used to love to make him feel like really uncomfortable. So like like when they used to like have dinner and stuff for the first time, even though, huh. he'd, work, even though he'd worked with Triple H as a wrestler for years, you know, it's different. It's, you're still going to your your girlfriend's if you like, in, you know, their parents' house for dinner and and all this sort of stuff, which is always awkward and what. Very awkward. Very. He, he <laughs> said. Um, he said that Vince used to intentionally make it as awkward as possible during those those moments because he found it funny and stuff. And he painted this picture of like a guy who's got like a really you know good sense of humor and is is quite fun. When he's at home, he's completely different to what he's like at work. But, you know, at the end of the day, for me, when you talk about the WWE, he's 77 years old, whether he's ill or not, or whether he's getting up there or not. Like, he shouldn't be running the WWE. I'll let you know after. So I, 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 I just wanted to correct what I said earlier. I do not think he's ill at all. I'm just saying, like, he's getting up yeah, there. Yeah, his, age mean, is, like, his, age is, his age is showing, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, he, he's. 
77. Like, he looks 77. You know what I'm saying? So, and and I'm pretty sure dude probably stressed the hell out, bro. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? The XFL just closed shop. He he, he got he, he got hella lawsuits on his ass. Like, oh my goodness! Like, I, I cannot explain to you how many lawsuits. But he's always like, Jimmy Vine made a point on the list in your boy podcast this week and said if you go to there's like a corporate page where all the lawsuits are listed. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. And like some of them, you know, they a lot of them get dropped or settled or you know whatever. And apparently, there's like. Hundreds all times up against you know. Yeah, you go find it. I I go to it all the time. You go find it. Anybody, anybody can see it. Honestly, it's on the WWE corporate website. All you gotta do is go look at the press releases. Anybody can go see it. Yeah, I'll have to have a look at that. I um I didn't know that was available, but yeah, I. My my point is still stands. He's seventy seven. He shouldn't be in charge of TV in two thousand and twenty, which is supposedly aimed at. 18 to 49 year olds he's not in touch with people my age let alone people your age or younger you know it's... i'm 42 man what are you talking about yeah <laughs> i'm 40 next year um, for real yeah man that's so, good bro i'm good you're a young yeah, stallion man vince shouldn't be in charge of but yet, no, nah, nah, I mean, I I think we all can agree that I think it's time for Vince to give up the reign. You 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 want to know something? So, uh, I think everybody like if if they want like a perspective, like a real good perspective on Vince, they should go listen to I forgot. Oh, I wish I remember what podcast it was. I know it was Grilling Jr. and it was an episode that he did in February. I think I I think it was a No Way Out recap or something like that. But it was like. Yeah. But for like 40 minutes of this interview, he talked about like Vince's mindset from conversations that he's had with Vince as far as like how Vince views the next person that should sort of take over the company. He was like throughout all the time that he's known Vince, Vince has always favored Stephanie business wise, Mm. like because he feels like Stephanie has like that shark mentality when it comes to like just like how he does. Like he like and and like that Conrad Thompson has asked him about Shane, and he was just like Vince never felt like Shane was like him business wise. Like he of course he always lost his son, you know what I'm saying? But like he never he said that Vince always felt like Shane was more like Linda, and Stephanie was more like him when it comes to business. And he feels like Stephanie would all Stephanie would always be like the a, a suited better suited replacement for him because she has that same mentality that he does that he knows she's not mentally weak and not saying that and never he never said that shane that vince thought shane was he just said that he knows vince knows that stephanie is like him when it comes to business and he knows that he could probably trust her like with everything you know opposed to leaving it in the hands of somebody else like i don't me personally i don't think he's i think a lot of people think he's gonna leave the triple h i doubt it i think vince is gonna keep that in the family yeah. And Triple H is always going to be affiliated, but like I don't think he's going to be running it. I think he's going to leave it to Stephanie. I really do. I think he's yeah. going to leave it to Stephanie. Shane is gonna, always going to be involved. Triple H is always going to be involved, but I think at the helm of everything, it's going to end up being Stephanie. Yeah, Shane, but yeah, I get the impression Stephanie's got the same ruthless streak when it comes yeah. to business that he's Definitely. got. Um, I think Triple H will end up running 
like creative wrestling, wrestling side of it yeah creative and stuff um, and i think that makes sense i think he's proven that he knows what people want right um whereas you could argue that vince has shown in recent years that he doesn't know what people want anymore but you know here's what it is um who's winning the tna uh, tna tnt title tournament oh lance archer for sure did we see some little hints that Cody Rhodes will turn heel sometime in the next few months or even a year down the line? Uh, I, 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 I don't... Or did I, I, I imagine I, them? No, see, I, I, the only thing is, I, I think... The, the thing is, I, I don't think... Well, I, I do think AEW is going to stick to the whole, you know, he can't challenge for the world title thing, but I think it's a it's a greater story to be told as far as, you know, him trying or attempting to get that lifted so he can challenge for the world title, like, maybe some months down the line or something like mm-hmm. that. But, I mean, I, I honestly wouldn't mind a, a heel Cody Rose, but I, I just don't see, like, the point of it right now. Like, you got great heels in AEW now. Like, I don't feel like... Like, you still got so many heels that you haven't really focused in on. Like, you got the, the, the death triangle, and you haven't even had the opportunity to do anything with them yet. Like, in yeah. their, their heels, like, like I, I feel like it just takes away from the rest of that heel side. And then you got the women's division, who some of them are heels, and you haven't even... You haven't even like, you, they did the whole thing where B Priestley attacked uh, Nala Rose, and they haven't gotten a chance to do that. Like, got, gotten any of that. Like, we, we just got left with a click, and when it was an AEW fall. It was just the circumstances that we're in right now. So I, I, I feel like flip-flopping the people that are already established, right? Now, it, just, it just takes away from the other stuff that you really need to do. Yeah, and plus it's very hard to build over baby faces that people care about. And Cody Rhodes is arguably the best baby face in, like, out-and-out baby face in wrestling anywhere. So I just feel like Maybe not yet. Maybe in a year they could do it, but I don't see the point in sowing those seeds yet. And I don't think I imagined it. I don't think I did. Like, I do think they dropped a couple of little subtle hints about it. Right. Um, so you think Lance Archer wins that, which makes sense that they build into Cody versus Lance Archer because, you know, Jake Roberts came in saying they wanted Cody. So that makes, you know, perfect sense to do it that way. Um, and you what? You think Drake Maverick for the interim cruiserweight title? Oh, n- no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Kushida, actually. Because, I, I mean, like, when you look at well, Kushida, ain't like, man, man, like, man, like, completely, Kushida ain't done shit. Like, he hasn't done anything in NXT. Like, he's just there. Yeah. And, like, the, like you need to, get, need to, like, try something. Like you need to try get like try something with him. Like maybe the Kuzway title will elevate him and make him feel like super important, or maybe it won't. Like, but I think you gotta try something, bro, because he like he's not doing nothing. Like he's just there having good matches on TV. Like, but nobody cares. Sure. Yeah, I'd um, I'd like to. I would if I was picking. I'd like to see Isaiah Scott win it. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think they're gonna. He's gonna win it. Uh, I think it's probably between Drake and maybe Kushida, maybe uh, one of the heels. But I think it's going to be a babyface because obviously uh, 
what's his name? The champion is the heel. Devlin. Dead Jordan Devlin's a heel. So I think Drake Maverick makes the most sense. Uh, if they'd go with this storyline. What so, do we think? Wait, oh, wait, 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 because I wanted to ask you, did you know that your fellow fellow Cardiff man, uh Flash Morgan Webster has a podcast? I did not. Did you know that? He had Edge on this podcast recently too. I did not. So yeah. why Seriously. has Flash Morgan Webster been on my podcast? <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if you're a, I wonder if I could get an NXT UK guy. I know I know a guy, so I might have to investigate that. Yeah, you, um, I th- I think you should. I think man, you you in the UK media, like why can't you like they they grant WWE interviews to y'all all the time. Like, why can't yeah, you? Yeah, but the the guys they give it to. Uh, oh, they, the outlets they work for. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Stations in in Britain. However, no, but no, but I, I, I've I, had yeah. loads of guys off Talk Sport, so maybe I can swing that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I think you should shoot guys. your shot, man. Like, if if you 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 know, I I willingly help you help, help you get some guests on for sure. I've um, I'll have to speak to you off air uh, in a minute because. Um, all right. I've got some potentially game-changing uh, news, but I can't announce it or talk about it on air. Um, so anyway, just to finish up, about to say I'm about to be on uh, AEW Dark commentator. About to take Renee Young's job on backstage. Yeah, no, I'm coming, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming for Alex McCarthy's job on Talksport. <laughs> see you, Alex. Um, what do you make of? Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae in their super, super heel mode. And I love it. I love was it. Was it good to see K- Katie, Casey Catanzaro back in the ring? I, 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 I like the thing that Gargano and Candice LeRae are doing. Like, it's, it's different. And I think it's, I, I think this is more so the spotlight Candice LeRae more than it is for Gargano. Like, I think because people always typically associate, like, oh, that's the wife. And I think this time it's like, they spotlight Candace and it's like giving her opportunity to do something, you know, do something out the box. And it's like kind of like that American horror story type relationship that they got. Like they both are crazy as hell and they think they, they right. Like, but the whole time they're wrong. And they, they, they're like in their heads that they're, they're, the, they're the, the heroes in the situation. But, and I always like those type of stories. It's kind of like the same thing they did with Seth Rollins like a couple months ago. Like he he thought that he was doing the right thing but like, you know, ultimately of course he was wrong and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what they're going to go. I think this might but I, see if Charlotte Flair wasn't NXT Women's Champion, I would say this could be the opportunity for, for, for Candice to get her shot and maybe at a, a quick run, quick two month run or something like that. But I, I I'm, I know me and you talked about it. Like I know we were not big on Charlotte doing they, them doing the Charlotte versus the EO match so quick, and we're getting that next week. So you know, I, I'm, I'm okay I don't, with it if they have EO win. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see that because I think that absolutely catapults her into some. Like if I was booking it, I would have EO Shirai. Uh, I'd have EO Shirai about to win. And then I'd have Charlotte cheat to win on Wednesday. And then on Monday, I'd have Io Shirai come out and demand a rematch on Raw. And I'd have her win it on Raw. Um, really cement her to be like a big, huge star. Because 
Io Shirai is so special, so good. And I don't want to see Charlotte beat her unless she's going to go and take it off her on a bigger stage. But then there's not that much difference in the ratings between the two shows. So maybe just have her win it on Wednesday. I just want Io Shirai to beat Charlotte, basically. Because I think <laughs> if they just have Charlotte run through everyone, we've just seen that with uh, Shayna Baszler. Charlotte doesn't need to win. She's got the extra title run to add to her number. Let's get Io Shirai up there where she belongs. And let's try something different. Let's do, And then you can move on to Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai in a feud. Running back from TakeOver Toronto. Yeah, Running it back. Have Io as a, like a tweener. And you have um, you know, Candice as the, the super heel. Um, trying to think if there was anything else I was going to ask you. I think that's about it for this week's little roundup. Um, Any other news week, items? I'm just having a quick look there, and there's nothing which is like that. There probably was something. Oh, Curtis Axel got released. Were you surprised oh, yeah. for that? No, no. I would love to see him go to um, NWA when they're back up and running, because I think he's really talented. Um, the only problem is him and uh, Heath Slater aren't that young. Um, so, like, if this thing... They, they spent had their life in WWE, bro. Yeah, man. If I would love to see Curtis Axel um, do, like, a like a Mr. Per... Like a... Like a... Uh, like, use his real name and pay tribute to his father, like, properly in a, in a gimmick on NWA. I think that could be, like, really, really... Cool. What, what I'm what I'm really interested in at the end of this year is that man AJ Styles said that his this last contract that he's on to his last, and I know he said that 42 was his 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 destination as far as wrestling goes, and he's about to be 43, I think, in a couple months. So, and I'm 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 into like I'm because I I I just know how WWE. I think we all know like I, I feel like if AJ Styles is like so certain or retiring, they just gonna throw the bank at him. And be like, hey, buddy, but you put that day. But how about you push that day back just a little bit, just a little bit for us, please? Don't go, don't go. And I, I, I don't think AJ's that type of dude to be like, you know, I'm just saying I'm retiring to leave. I think he's like really done. I think he's content with everything he's done. And like, he, he don't have shit else to prove. Like, what he been? He been IWGP Heavyweight Champ two times, two time WWE Champion, like. He won mid card titles. Been T- been everybody considered. Oh, most people consider him to be the greatest TNA slash Impact talent to ever do it. Yeah. Like he ain't got, he has literally he's he's been to the UK. I th- what, hasn't he won the Rare Pro Heavyweight title or like? Yeah, yeah, Rare Pro. Yeah, like he, he he's not he's like he's nothing to prove, bro. What are you gonna go win the NXT UK title? He gonna go be Walter? Like. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else to prove, bro. He done did it I all. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, him do get like a like an Undertaker schedule where he gets paid like a, a big whack of money right. to make sure right. he doesn't work anywhere else. Right, j- j- just then, to be sure. Right, yeah. yeah and right. then yeah. just have like a match at WrestleMania every year for a couple of years. Exactly. Like, because what I can see, I can see AJ retiring. 
But I, I feel like it'll be so many companies and promotions that'll like hit them up and just be like, just one more, yeah. one more, you know, we'll pay you good, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I, I can definitely yeah. see that. I just, it's, in some ways, it's, it's disappointing, isn't it, that Samoa Joe and AJ Styles came to the WWE so late because what they've proven since they've been there is that they absolutely are superstars of the highest order and they should have been there so so much earlier in their careers, um, getting that big money. Samoa Joe back on commentary. He is I need you want to know what I need? I need Samoa Joe and Chris Jericho to start their, their own promotion and and do commentary for it. That's what I need. It would be quite funny if they started trading insults from commentary, um, just because they're so good at it. Uh, but do we see Samoa Joe ever? wrestle for WWE again? Would you oh yeah, of course. Done? Of course. I, I definitely think Joe's going to be bad. I just think he got the injury, but he can't shake it. Like He can't shake it like he's always, like something always happening with him. I so it, it, This break with the virus is going to help him kind of rest up without the pressure to return. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely like, I, I only only thing I th- I just think the injuries is going to hamper WWE from ever putting the world title on them. I think they'll they're all as far as they go is in the continental U.S. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the only as far as they go with him. I feel like the injuries just t- 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 have taken him out of the world title thing situation. Yeah, it's disappointing because he should have had it by now. Um, should have be AJ for it. Yes, he should have. He could have had that Jinder Mahal run for a year. That imagine how different that would have been if it had been Samoa Joe instead of Jinder. Yeah. Don't hinder yeah. the Jinder, baby. Don't hinder the Jinder. That is the code. Okay, Don't. let's finish on this then. Do we see Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre? Of Does course. Jinder win Money in the Bank? <laughs> Somehow. Does he replace... Uh, what's his face? Apollo Cruz. Yeah, I don't think it's out of question. Oh, I don't. God. I don't think it's, it's out of question. I, 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 I definitely think that the 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 title match is going to happen like that. You can't not do that. Like I think you need to do that. Like I think that just needs to happen. But yeah, I, I mean, uh, don't hinder the agenda, man. Don't hinder the agenda. I'd like to see a short little. Like a TV feud with between the two. I don't. Yeah, I, 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 I don't need to see this thing expanded throughout the summer. Like, <laughs> yeah, like over pay per views and stuff. I just want to see him have a feud on TV, which culminates in a match after a couple of weeks, and Drew kicks his head off, and that's it. You could just play into their history, and then that's it. Okay, um, check out my new T-shirt from AwayDayApparel.co.uk. Ten percent off if you use the code AA Podcast Nation. Thank you for supporting the channel to them. And uh, Andrew, it has been my absolute pleasure. Next week, we will be re- previewing Money in the Bank, as well as talking oh, yeah. week's wrestling news. And, uh, yes. Anything else you would like to plug, apart from your stupendous YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Interviews. Subscribe. Let's get him over 150, but before... The end of this weekend. Uh, yeah, everybody go sub to the channel. Follow me on Twitter at ad thompson underscore underscore, 
and stay safe. Indeed. That's all I got. To everybody, check out Andrew's work at uh, Folks Wrestling. All his works are on his. You'll find it on his social media, which he just read out as well. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtubecom slash Nation. and if you click the bell to that and to Andrew's ta- uh, channel, you get notifications every time we upload a new show or go live. And uh, we will see you next week for a new episode of Keeping It Real. If you are fans of football, check out our live show Monday night at 7.30. Got some big news dropping, big guests. Daniel Garadon, former Wales Cardiff City player, is joining us. And uh, we'll also drop in a show on Sunday with top MMA coach Richard Shaw, father of Jack Shaw, UFC superstar. Mm. And uh, that was a real good time. Got some really, really big shows coming up. So check them out. And uh, we will see you next week. Podcast Network.